Amen. We've seen a powerful presentation of the gospel and I want to close out with just a few verses this morning to get us thinking about how God would have us respond because just as this dramatic presentation left us wondering, how was Joseph, how was Scott going to respond in this situation? There are others sitting here this morning that need to answer the same question. You can remain seated, but listen to these words from Galatians chapter 4, beginning with verse 3. It says, Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Think about this for a moment. What if Christ had never been born? What if Jesus had never been born? Born. You know, sometimes we think about it. As a matter of fact, I want you to watch this short clip from uh, my favorite Christmas movie that makes you think about what if you or what if I had never been born. And then we'll think about what if Christ had never been born. Well, some of you know that it didn't turn out so well what the world looked like without George Bailey. And if you watched the movie, you thought about what would the world have been like if I had not been born? Maybe you were encouraged to think, hey, hopefully I've made some difference in the world. But but what would it have been like had Jesus not been born? What if Jesus had never come into the world? As we look at this text this morning, we see some things that would be radically different about us if Christ had never come into the world. See, Galatians says, when the fullness of time had come, in other words, when God in His sovereign plan saw that it was time for Him to step into this world, God, the Son, became a man. We call that the incarnation. He put on flesh. 
And it says he, he sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law. First of all, this morning, if Christ had not come, we would be unredeemed. No one had, would have ever paid the price for our sins because there was only one sinless Son of God who was fully God and fully man. You know that phrase, born of a woman? When we read that phrase, we're kind of like, duh. Some of you have had that occasion. Those of you who are dads like me have, have maybe been in a conversation with someone and said, you know, we had our first baby, and your wife looks at you kind of funny and says, what do you mean, we? <laughs> we had a baby. She's thinking, you didn't spend time in labor. You didn't carry that child for nine months. I had a baby. I don't know about this we stuff. We had a baby. Why does he have to point out that he was born of a woman? Because there was divine intervention in this situation. There was not an earthly father, not an earthly biological father. Joseph was in every way a dad to Jesus in this world's terms. But, but biologically, we see that there was a virgin birth that took place because we needed someone who was fully God and fully man because only God was capable of paying the price for sin, living the truly wonderful life and, and changing the world, but only man owed the price for sin, and so there had to be the God-man. If there were not a baby Jesus, then there would not have been a cross, and today we would be unredeemed. Secondly, in this passage, we see that we would be unaccepted. It says that not only did he come to redeem those who were under the law, but it says we might receive the adoption as sons. See, adoption in New Testament times was something permanent and, and lasting. And so when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, by putting our faith in him, we were able to become sons and daughters. We were able to become children of God. In John chapter 1, many of you are familiar with that more theological Christmas passage. In the beginning was the Word, John chapter 1 and verse 1 says, and the Word was with God and the Word was God. In verse 14 in that same chapter it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. That's what the incarnation, that's what Christmas was all about, God with us. If you go back a few verses in John chapter 1 to verse 12, it says that as many as received him to them, he gave the power or the right to be called the children of God. And so God adopts, God accepts us at the moment we receive him as Savior and Lord. And so some of you this morning might be in the same situation that Scott was in this dramatic presentation, asking, am I going to receive him as Savior and Lord? And then finally, we see that not only would we be unredeemed and unaccepted, we would be unfulfilled. We would be unfulfilled. He goes on to say, and because you are sons, God sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. I remember as a child wondering what this language was about when people would talk about asking Jesus into your hearts. And I know a a pretty good fellow, great preacher that's even written a book called Stop Asking Jesus Into Your Heart because most of the time we misunderstand the language. But but really, it's it's very appropriate to speak of Jesus in your heart because the Bible says that we're to sanctify the Lord Jesus in, in our hearts. We're to make him number one in all of our affections. And, and a child still might ask, is there a little two-inch tall Jesus knocking on a, a door of my heart and if I open it up, little Jesus comes in? That's not the picture. The picture is that the Spirit of Christ that Mitch said a moment ago was the Spirit of Christmas. The Spirit of Christ comes to live in us 
when we put our faith and trust in what He did on Calvary's cross, that He was the sinless Son of God from birth, that He lived the truly one and only wonderful life, that He died for our sins, and that He rose from the grave. And when we receive that, we are no longer unredeemed. We're no longer unaccepted. We're no longer unfulfilled. See, the truth of the matter is, even though Jesus was born, we can still choose to be unredeemed, unaccepted, and unfulfilled by not receiving the greatest gift of Christmas, the sinless Son of God, to be our Lord and our King, the King of our hearts. That's why the hymn writer said, be born in us today so that through faith we might put our trust in what Christ did and be born again. Would you bow your heads with me right now?